This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, hour two, Sportsnet Today, Wednesday, December 21st. Christmas is coming. Holidays are coming. Cam, are you excited for Christmas? I am so excited. You have no idea. I love Christmas. Best time of the year. Absolutely. This weather can beat it. <laughs> It'll be good on, uh, Way on Sunday, though. That's Yeah, that's just that, that almost makes me more angry. Why? That it's going to be like three on Sunday. Like, uh, Aren't you relieved know. that we're out of... Oh, I'll be, I'll be extremely relieved. Negative 40 weather? It's just so cold. Yeah. Taylor froze her feet off. She's grumpy about it, and I don't blame her. Where were you walking from, by the way? She just stepped out. Oh, she's not even here. <laughs> Feel bad for her, though. It's like you're outside for you walk two blocks and you know I started feeling you know my thighs started freezing up. It's brutal out here. Eggnog, yes or no? No. Brody, it's got to be light. We'll light do more. Eggnog. We're gonna do more of this on Friday. We'll do some fun Christmas yay or nays on Friday here on Sportsnet today. But that's always the big one. To me, that's always like the first. If you love Christmas, is it like, are you eggnog? Are you a nogger? Are you here to nog? And I can't. First of all, I'm, I'm lactose intolerant. Oh. So you want to ruin the holidays, give me a glass of eggnog. And nice cup of milk. I'll ruin just about anything that you got planned. I don't, I've had eggnog before. I don't mind the taste. It's much better with uh, an adult beverage mixed in. But just remember this for Friday, Cam. We're gonna do Christmas yay or nays for I like different it. different Christmas things. You and Taylor can come up with some. I don't even know if Brody will be here. He just never leaves. So maybe if he's here, we'll do it. But it's frozen here. Yeah, he's just he doesn't want to. The heating's not good in his building, so he just stays here all time. I told you I'm bunking in here for the late games. Gotta get my rest in, and just I'll wake up and I'm at work. You know, so. How was it last night with the 8.30? Did you stay all the way up, or did you have to catch oh. highlights in the morning? So I got most of the game, and, like, I was starting to drift in the third, and then, of course, at the end of the third, we scored a bunch of goals. Um, luckily, like, I didn't fall asleep when we were tied again. So, like, I still saw us win, but the last few minutes, I was I was hardly present. I'll say that much. Uh, when Lucic scored, I could have said, okay, you could go to bed. I think that was probably. But even then, it's like... 1643 so there's three minutes and 17 seconds left yeah, i didn't know luchas had that pass to them like that was really it was nice. an exciting scoring game right like we got seven goals in that third period four so that kept me up but yeah after that after that luchich goal i was de- like i was i was passing out i'll be honest yeah that's the worst part so like thursday and friday like th- i guess friday doesn't matter as much but thursday for sure you're like okay give me just give me a definitive score Hopefully by the second period, be like five nothing, and it doesn't really matter. You can catch up on what happened in the third. Even I was like, I don't have to get up in the morning. I was like, this is, 
This is late. This is, uh, I don't like this so much. It's, I'm definitely, like I, I think I said this, but I'm getting used to it a lot more. And as long as I have my coffee, the energy will be there. And that's a really important part on, on the morning show. And I got a lot of flat. One morning I came in pretty tired and George Russick, he was ripping me on the air. He's calling me <laughs> sleepy Alex. The text line was getting into it. So I, I don't want to make that mistake of showing up tired to, to the morning show again. So it's a the teamwork is key. It's key anywhere in what we do, but it's also key in the morning because if one guy doesn't have that energy, the whole room's going to go to sleep. It'll happen so fast. And that's why guys like Maddie and, and George are so good in the mornings because they got that energy. They're ready to bring it. You don't want to be listening to the radio, driving into work, or catching a podcast. And you're like, well, these guys really want to put me to sleep. It's 7 in the morning. You got to be jacked up. You got to be ready to go. It applies for you and Dumas and GVP and all you other maniacs that work in the morning. Uh, but yeah, hey, 7-3 win for the Calgary Flames. They outshoot the Sharks 39-27, 55% in the faceoff dot. Neither team scores on the power play. Flames with 11 penalty minutes, 9 for the Sharks. Three-point night for Huberto, three-point night for Lindholm and to Foley. I'm not going to lie, but when they set the record 30 seconds in, I, I honestly thought, okay, it's going to be one of those nights. Reimer is out to lunch with the rebounds. His defense doesn't look overly interested in playing much of defense, so it could be point night for the Flames. Now, give San Jose credit. They battled back. That second goal late in the second period for them is a whole lot of ugly for the Flames and probably caused them to stress and work a little bit harder in period three than they wanted to. But you got the job done. Key guys got the job done. That's huge. I, I put it out on my Twitter last night. I've been so impressed with Dylan Dubé the last little while here. He looks confident. He looks fast. He looks like he fits with Lindholm and Toffoli, and that would just be uh, huge for this Flames team. I think that would just be a massive, massive piece for them if they were able to to keep that together. And, hey, as of last night, there wasn't really any reason to change anything up. We talked this week, and we'll we'll certainly mention it again. Lucic being where he is with Kadri and Huberto isn't a spot that I see working long-term. But you can't argue with the results last night. You can still be pessimistic about it and, and say, hey, I don't know how long this works before you need a, a long-term solution. But enjoy it for now. Another goal for Lucic. He makes a, a great, great play on the half wall to draw the defender in and then send Kadri right up the middle where he finishes with a great shot over the shoulder of Reimer. So while the going's good, take advantage of it. Manjapani, Backlund, Coleman, solid performance from them. Don't have any complaints about the fourth line. You won't hear any from me uh, when it comes to Trevor Lewis, again, scoring his seventh of the season. 
Richie gets in a. No, what was that? That wasn't really a fight. It was a. It was a scuffle. It was a mercy. Like a mercy rule thing. Yeah. I I appreciate any guy that steps up and is going to defend their teammate, even though the hit from Richie. Again, I didn't think warranted that kind of response. If I'm Nico Sturm, I'm I'm probably reconsidering that next time because that was uh I think it was pretty lucky that he he went down in the fashion that he did because Brett Ritchie's a tough sob, and I mean like a tough character, and that was a mismatch. It could have been way, way worse. So overall, look, I think a solid performance from the Flames. Markstrom was huge last night. The numbers don't look outstanding for Markstrom just based on the volume. 24 saves on 27 shots. That's just an 889 save percentage. But the timing of the saves was huge. A couple of them led to odd man chances and opportunities the other way that eventually went in. I'm as confident now saying that Jacob Markstrom looks like Jacob Markstrom as I have been at any point this season. Because for me, it's it's more than, than the numbers. Because, yeah, look, he led in three last night. At one point, the game was tied 3-3. But when your team needed you, were you a number one goaltender? And he was last night. Next up, Kings Ducks Thursday, Friday. To finish this off before a, a short holiday break for the Flames, and then they'll be back in action on the 27th for a Battle of Alberta against Edmonton. Good news, you've guaranteed yourself at least, at least a split on this road trip. You'd obviously, given where Anaheim is in the standings, like to come out with three of four, maybe four of four. We'll see what uh, what tomorrow brings in terms of game day, morning skate, and all that. But for now, two-game winning streak. You sweep the mini two-game set in San Jose, and you're feeling pretty good about yourself if you're Daryl Sutter's crew. Let's hear from the head coach. He spoke to the media last night at SAP Center following his team's big win against the Sharks. Specific takeaways from a game like this? It's really difficult to win. Back-to-back games in one building, especially in your divisions, so like every team full marks. Thoughts on your team's response after getting the game tied in the third period? Pardon? Thoughts on your team's response after the game was tied in the third period? Close games. I mean, games are there's lots of tie games. What allowed your team to get off to such a great start tonight? Lindy won three face-offs clean in a row, and our defense jumped, and away we went. They changed. They started one centerman. Lindy won the draw. They scored. Put another seven out there. Lindy won the draw. Went in there and scored. Put another seven out there. He won the draw. We went in there and scored. That allowed us to one three in a row. Ping ping. Could have scored three, just like that. What struck you about uh, so on Kadri's first one that turns out to be the to rocket? Right? He shoots the score. And what about the whole sequence? Because a lot went into it. What struck you about that? That was a shot, for sure. It's a 
pretty much an unstoppable shot and in traffic and pull it and shoot it like that. Milan Lucic back-to-back games with a goal. Thoughts on his game tonight again? Pardon? Milan Lucic back-to-back games with the goals first of the season. Thoughts on his game tonight? Yeah, I think he was noticeable, which is good. I mean, that's the type of player he is. He's got to be noticeable to, to help our team. I don't look 7-3 now, but Jacob Markstrom. Marky was awesome. It's it like talking about tie game in the third there. Well, Marky had made some 10 bellers for sure. Does it mean to have Chris Tanner back on your blue line? Um, our defense, I mean, it's a ting. Our defense is a work in progress. So put Tanny in there, it gives you some stability. I think Weeks was really, you know, Weeks is a really good player for us, so that's a really good partner for him. I think Noah and Ross play a lot of minutes, so they're still learning as they go, but they give it everything they got, and then it's a. It's a challenge. That's the head coach of the Calgary Flames, Daryl Sutter, speaking to the media post game. Lots of credit for Jacob Markstrom, Foley, Tanev. But that quote at the end there, the D still a challenge. Zadorov and Tanev did play last night. Tanev, his usual steady self. Stone and Zadorov, maybe not as much. 12.09 for Michael Stone, 13.47 time on ice. For Nikita Zadorov and this team still seemingly uh, a work in progress when it comes to defensemen five and six. That third pairing continues to be an area that Daryl Sutter, as you heard there, uh, is finding challenging for his group right now. Uh, one of the guys that did have a strong game last night, two goals on the night and an assist. It's a three-point game for Tyler Toffoli. He uh, also spoke to the media following the win in San Jose. We've got to start with that start. I mean, how does uh, the first 30 seconds of this game kind of set you guys up here for success tonight? Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, we needed that two-goal buffer. We obviously blew it a little bit, but um, that start was uh, was huge, and um, obviously it's fun and gets you in the game right away. Franchise record doesn't happen very often, obviously, but um, you know, maybe just take us through what you're seeing in those those first 30 seconds. Oh, we just wanted to have a good start like, uh, like last game, and... Um, did a good job on the forecheck. Handy got in, um, shut down the wall, and obviously Dubes made a great play to me. And um, it was a, you know one of my easier goals I've ever scored. And um, similar thing on the next one. Uh, just a good forecheck and landing in a good spot. Made a great play to Dubes, and and he put it in. What, uh, what sort of conversation happens when a line leaves the ice with two goals after 30 seconds? Uh, honestly, we were kind of riding a high there for a little bit. Um, like I said, it was it was fun. I, I, I had never been a part of something like that um, for both goals and being a part of it. So uh, it was fun, and obviously getting the win, um, you know, we needed it and, and makes it more special. Like you said, you guys used that full buffer, but I think this team played with the lead for 54 minutes or, or so tonight. So how did that start set you up for the finish? Yeah. Um, I think we uh, we needed to uh, you know find a way to to you know come together and, and win a game, win a close game. It's been a while, and um, obviously the Naz line with a huge huge two goals, and you know kind of put it away for us. We know how close you are with Milan. He uh, went through some tough times, scratched for a few. What uh, 
What have you seen out of them in the last couple of specials? Yeah, I think uh, you know tonight especially he did a really good job on the forecheck and um, he was doing the right things and um, he was fortunate to to get a goal and and like I said, put it away for us. That's the Calgary Flames forward Tyler Toffoli. Two goals and an assist in the victory. He's been maybe the most consistent offensive player for the Calgary Flames this season, part of that top line with Elias Lindholm and Dylan Dubé, who came off of the start last night with a franchise record to open a game 30 seconds in, and before you knew it, uh, Toffoli with his 12th, Dubé with his 7th, and the Flames were up 2-0. They would eventually uh, turn that lead into a 3-1 lead. They would lose that early in the third, thanks to Timo Meyer and his 17th of the year, but they would put it away. Kadri, Lucic, Toffoli, and another goal by Kadri, sealing this away for a 7-3 win for the Calgary Flames. Last person to hear from from last night, Elias Lindholm. He joined the Flamestock postgame show with Pat Steinberg uh, immediately following the win in San Jose. Uh, here's that conversation from San Jose. Elias, how'd you like uh, the way that your team stuck with it? You, you could have been frustrated after San Jose came back to tie it, but you stick with it. How'd you like your team's effort tonight? No, that no, was good. Obviously, a uh, real good start. And, and uh, uh, you know, they, they got the, the, uh, the goal there end of the second. So, but uh, we never got frustrated, uh, even though they tied it uh, in the third to, you know, Luch made a nice, real nice play and I put, put it in there. We got a, you know, uh, goal in in uh, in good time of the game there and uh, got some momentum back and, and uh, from there we're, we're we're pretty solid. Elias, I want to ask you about a, a late goal and, and a late goal in a period like San Jose scored there at the end of the second. How how come late goals seem to be real momentum shifters in a game? Uh, you know, uh, that one's obviously you know it is what it is, but uh, overall I think. Uh, let us all game going, and, and we 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 knew we were, we were the better better team tonight. So uh, no 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 need to panic there in the in the in the intermission. It was just uh, everyone mm-hmm. was calm, uh, a little talk, and, and that was it. And then we went out in the third, and even though they tied it, there was uh, you know pretty positive on the bench and, and stuff like that. So. We're, you know, overall, it's a pretty good game. Elias, I don't know if you uh, have been told or not. I know you're playing a game, so you probably don't know. But the two goals that your line scored to start the game set a new franchise record for the quickest two goals in Calgary Flames history. I guess, uh, first of all, did, did somebody tell you about that at any point during the game? Uh, no, not really. I just heard it uh, right now when I got off the off the ice. Okay. So it's, uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's... Like I said earlier, it was a it was a good start. Uh, uh, probably uh, not gonna happen again, or or not too often at least. So uh, you know, uh, but it was a good start. Well, walk us through those two goals and and how your group got off to such a good start. Uh, yeah, just got the puck in, and, and then uh, Hannafin made a nice pinch there, kept the puck in, and, and uh, just started to make a play to off, and, and uh, then him and him and Dubes made a magic happen there, and then. Uh, honestly, I thought we were going for a change, but uh, kept us on, and and uh, it was uh, pretty much on repeat. And then Puff made a nice play to me, and got the puck in, made a nice play to me, and I tried to get it to Dubes, and uh, Dubes made a nice, nice, uh, nice play there. So it's, uh, yeah, it was fun, fun start. Final thought for you, Elias. You start this road trip, a really important road trip for your group, and you start it with four points and two wins. Just tell us about how important it's been to start this road trip the way you have. 
No, it's uh, it's been good. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, our our record on the road hasn't been been great. Uh, we haven't played uh, you know uh, great hockey on the on the road so far. So uh, we knew this roadie, you know, coming into this road trip, uh, we knew it'd be huge to to start off good. And and you know, obviously, we've been talking about you know getting into a playoff spot here before before Christmas. So it's uh, you know uh, one step closer to that. Elias, congratulations on the points. Congratulations on the new franchise record that you're a part of. And most importantly, congratulations on the win. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. There you go. Elias Lindholm speaking to uh, the one and only Pat Steinberg on the Flamestock postgame show. Only available for you live here on Sportsnet 960 or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, etc., get those sort of interviews uh, following every Flames uh, broadcast here on Sportsnet 960. And uh, Lindholm, part of that top line that dominated last night for the Flames, and will look to do so as they continue this road trip into L.A. next on Thursday, and then on to Anaheim Friday ahead of the Christmas break. We'll take a break ourselves, come back on the other side, wrap up Hour 2 with our regular Wednesday guest, are you still alive in your fantasy football playoffs? I know Alex isn't, but that's okay. Uh, you might have questions for our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara. He's coming up next. Do you need some key decisions? Do you want to win your fantasy football league? Then get your questions in for Andy McNamara. 960-960. Our fantasy football guru joins us next to end off hour two here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You're listening to Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on the home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour two, Sportsnet Today on this Wednesday afternoon. Week 16 of the NFL season kicking off Thursday night in New York with the Jets and the Jags. After a wild week 15. And Wednesday, the perfect time to bring on our regular fantasy football guru on the program. We'll chat all things NFL. We'll get to ask Andy and more with uh, my friend and yours. It's uh, Andy McNamara on this Wednesday afternoon. Andy, how are you? How are you? I'm doing well, brother. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to everybody. Yes, you too, pal. And uh, I usually would start with some of the newer topics coming up this week, but I have to go back to week 15 and just ask you about some of the wild finishes that we had there, including that finish between the Patriots and the Raiders. Uh, I've asked everybody I can about this, but I, I can't think of anything that was quite as wild as the finish we saw to that game. That was just so so fun i mean, that was just so wild you, you expect that i don't know benny hill music blooper reel stuff going like that was just completely bizarre and so unpatriot like which is why i think it was even more stunning like if it was the raiders doing what the patriots did it would have still been hilarious but not as surprising because the raiders kind of mess things up all the time but for the patriots to do that Man, you know what? And, and to Bill, look, Bill Belichick, he's you know, won all the Super Bowls, going to break all the records. He's done. But if you're if you're a grouch, if you're that that rude, arrogant, smug, grunting guy, if when things like this happen, you're going to get attacked and you're going to get yours. And I think it looked good on Belichick. Brought him, uh, you know, a little little piece of humble pie for the holidays. Uh, what about uh, you? Where do you stand on NFL introducing some sort of way? to challenge pass interference because I don't know if the Giants 
would have blown a lead to the Commanders. I don't know if the Commanders get the two points. I don't know any of that. I don't know how the game ends if it goes to overtime, but I do know that that was pass interference on Curtis Samuel, and for some reason, none of the referees decided to call it. Well, it seems so odd because most of the time we're complaining that the referees are calling too much pass interference, too many calls, too much ticky-tack stuff. And the officiating still remains broken in the NFL. I, they need to simplify it. The league needs to simplify it for these guys because I don't think they're fully clear on when to call what, how, and why because it varies every week. Like, are these just extremely bad officials? Or are there too many rules? Is it too complicated? I, I think it's probably the complication part. And you either need to say um, if there's a challenge or within the final two minutes of, of everything, uh, of each, um, each half, you're able to go to the, you know, go to New York, go to the, the headquarters and have somebody from afar rule from it. I think that's probably the better answer than to have maybe the guys review it on the field. Um, anything within the final two minutes, you go to a, a, a neutral third party who's not in that situation. I think that might be the best way. Of course, uh, NFL fantasy playoffs uh, underway for most. We've seen plenty of questions already in for another edition of Ask Andy. It's coming up in just moments. You can get your questions in, Andy, at 960-960. We'll get to as many as we can on a playoff edition of Ask Andy. But before we get there, Andy, we'd like to talk tackle some of the big fantasy questions that some people might be dealing with ahead of uh, the individual ones that we take on Ask Andy. And I guess this is a tough one because – uh, there'll be a lot of people who are in the playoffs because of Jalen Hurts and now might be without him. What's your best advice for somebody that's uh, going to be without Jalen Hurts these next couple weeks? There's no replacement, straight up. You know, you, you have to. There's not. There's not going to be some secret elixir. Another Jalen Hurts coming around. So the best we can do is say, okay, what options are available for the best type of matchup? And the hottest quarterback that was added with Gardner Minshew. No surprise, you know, backup. Um, the guys had some uh, semblance of success in the league. He's, he's been entertaining. You know, we love the jorts, the mustache, the, the bandana. Uh, and I think with the situation that they're in, you can look at um, Gardner Minshew and think, okay, that might be a good option. Still only 12% rostered. That might be a good option because other than that, where are we going? We're looking at Brock Purdy. And as well as he might be doing in real life fantasy-wise, he's banged up. And you could always have, at a moment's notice, a Shanahan-like 10-throw game. Moment's notice. And the Washington defense is good. So do I want an injured Brock Purdy? Do I want to go with um, Gardner Minshew? Is Derek Carr? I really like the Derek Carr play this week because – Although he's a bit more, 67% rostered, um, another strong option. Think what you want about the Raiders. But he's delivered 17 or more fantasy points in six of his last seven games. So that's against a tough but beatable Steelers defense coming up. That's another option. Trevor Lawrence has been sensational. 25% rostered. He's probably not going to be there. Nice DraftKings play. Trevor Lawrence is still in your DFS DraftKings lineups. A bit um, lower than the upper echelon guys price-wise for your, your contest. But he's probably not there. If Trevor Lawrence says grab him, but that's where I would look. I'd probably rank it this way. Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew, Trevor Lawrence, Brock Purdy. If you were incredibly desperate, would Nick Foles interest you at all after Matt Ryan got benched again by the Colts? 
Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? I was hoping. I was kind of hoping some way, somehow, um, Nick Foles would end up back with the Eagles. Because with the team they have, would that just not be incredible? They can't, it can't happen, but wouldn't that be fun? Yes. If Foles came off the bench again and, let's say, won another Super Bowl and he backed toward his way. Oh, that'd be great. Um, no, I think with this stage in Nick Foles' career, I, it's, it's pretty well established. If he's not in Philly, you don't want to play him. That's just a, a total mess. Really, now with the Colts, with Jonathan Taylor out, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're not touching really anybody. Probably Pittman, but everybody gets downgraded now in that lineup. Dallas Goddard, I know that'll be a name many people are following, just off of the IR. Is he someone that you feel comfortable trusting in your lineup? I'm always wary about guys, Andy, coming right off of the IR and expecting them to perform in the first game back. How do you feel about Goddard and his chances to be a productive member of someone's team this week? Oh, I love Dallas Goddard. And, yeah, that, that's it's a great point. And he looked like he was close last week. The word was he was like he could have played in an emergency last week. That gives me some hope that um, he's more ready to go than not. But you're right, because then you're thinking, okay, can I trust him? What's the snap count look like? Is he eased back in? Does he roll right back in? Oh, and you don't have Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew. So I would say this. The tight end spot is so thin. If, if you have Dallas Goddard, look at what you have as an alternative. It's probably not great. Uh, you might want to take a chance on it. Because really, at this point, who else do you got? The tight end spot is so bad. Who else do you got? It might be worth the risk. Jen with our fantasy football guru, Andy McNamara, on his regular Wednesday hit. Uh, ask Andy coming up in just moments. I see a bunch of the questions already in at 960-960. If you need a little extra help with fantasy football playoffs, uh, coming up starting tomorrow with the Jags and the Jets. Make sure to get your questions in, 960-960. And you mentioned it there a little bit earlier, Andy, but uh, do you have some good DFS plays? You like Trevor Lawrence when it comes to the Jets and the Jags tomorrow? Yes, actually, you know what? I, I like the stack. And I looked, and, you know, keep it. This is the time of year, too. You got to keep an eye on the weather. Okay. You got to keep an eye on the weather. Yes. Quick betting, betting tip for you, too. If you're going on DraftKings Sportsbook, take the under for the Browns game. It is supposed to be a blizzard in Cleveland. Just a terrible. They call it a. It's the weather pattern. Apparently, it's called a Siberian Express. Oh, great. <laughs> to give you an idea, a Siberian Express. That's rolling through Cleveland on Saturday versus the warm weather Saints. Um, so if you're going to draft team sportsbook, take the under. The under right now, 32 and a half points. Take the under on the points. I think that's just going to be a just a run running slog fest. Now we get back to Thursday and in New York. Looks like from what I'm seeing, uh, 34 Fahrenheit, which is a, a just a, I believe a little bit below zero on uh, Celsius. Clear though. So Jags warm weather team. I'm liking this for the DFS plays. DraftKings contest, Trevor Lawrence, Zay Jones stack. I, has anybody? And but Logan, I've been saying on your show, my shows, for at least three weeks, maybe longer, probably a month. Zay Jones, if you went with Zay Jones, Zay Jones saved me and advanced me in one of my playoff leagues. Says he got 30-plus fantasy points, three touchdowns, 109-yard game. You want a nice DFS stack? You're out of your fantasy playoffs. You want to keep playing fantasy? You put them in your DraftKings lines. You get Zay Jones and Trevor Lawrence. Zay Jones still being undervalued when it comes to salary-wise and is still available in 45% of most leagues. If you need for the playoffs a better flex, 
a boost, get Zay Jones. What are you waiting for? Yeah, Zay Jones went off, and a lot of people were curious if Christian Kirk was going to be the main guy going forward there. It looks like it might actually be Zay Jones. And how about Evan Ingram? He's been great for them too, Andy, and one of those lesser tight end options that has probably saved some people over the last couple of weeks. Sure did. And you know what? Evan Ingram, all year, he popped a couple times, and his career, fantasy-wise, has been underwhelming, to say the least. But don't look now. Three straight weeks in a row, he's gotten you 14 or more fantasy points in PPR format. That middle week against Tennessee, he got you that ridiculous 162-2 touchdown. That was incredible. But we're seeing him now three straight weeks in the teens or more. So we asked, you know, yes, oh, is Dallas Goddard. Well, Evan Ingram might be an option. Now, his ownership uh, has skyrocketed through the last week in a bit. So he's only available in about 25% of most leagues. Might, might be worth a look. Maybe someone left him off there. But, yeah, Evan Ingram, you could do worse. Uh, two more quarterback situations I wanted to ask you about before we get into Ask Andy. First one, the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, he starts the game against the Chargers, doesn't uh, play long before he's dealing with an injury on his foot. He gets carted off but does come back, doesn't look super effective, and we're kind of wondering what uh, to make of him going forward. And uh, we're still waiting to get some full health ideas on what's going on with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Tyler Huntley hasn't been the fantasy option that some had hoped he might be. And you look at Tannehill. I got a bone to pick with the Tannehill, man. That dude tossed me one of my plays. Knocked me out. I went with Tannehill because I was in quarterback trouble. Nice matchup. And boom. Ankle, ankle got me and, uh, you know, got me booted out of one of my, one of my playoffs. So, I'm a little bitter towards Tannehill. Here's the thing, because the immediate question I've been getting asked is, what about Malik Willis, Andy? Well, the answer is absolutely not if he plays. Why? Logan, they didn't let him throw the ball. They didn't let him throw the ball Mm -hmm. at them. The times he played in relief, in two games he had a combined 11 completions. And the weird part is, too, they didn't even let him run. The guy's supposed to be fast. It wasn't like, okay, you know, he ran in two touchdowns or ran for a hundred. They didn't let him run. They didn't let him pass. They just gave it to Derrick Henry, which is probably a good option. And this would be another situation if Malik Willis has to go. We even have a sample site. We have a precedent to show another reason why not to play him. He played week eight against Houston filling in. He threw for 55 yards for an interception, 10 passes, six completions. No. If your name is not Derrick Henry, you're not playing in a fantasy league for the Tennessee Titans. Now you look at Baltimore. Boy, man, Browns, love love that. You know, I was smiling. Put the bootskis to the uh, the old Ravens. That was tremendous. Tyler Huntley, he's he's a backup. He can run a, a, a bit, not as well as Lamar Jackson. Um, couldn't throw the receiver situation. I don't blame the receivers. They, they just don't have good enough passers of the football on that team, including Lamar Jackson. They just don't. People can want them to be, but they're not. So now you look at that team and you're thinking, okay, well, where's the fantasy options? Quarterback, you're staying right away from but the benefit, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, is you can, unlike with Lamar, rely on the running backs. J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, sensational. Logan, J.K. Dobbins was averaging a first down per carry against Cleveland. A first down, 9.6 yards per carry. And for some reason, Baltimore got away from the run. Thank goodness for my Browns. Uh, but Dobbins and Gus Edwards both are absolute must-plays this week, especially if Lamar Jackson does not play. 
All right, uh, I think we've got enough in the uh, the inbox right now to get to it. If you've uh, got some questions, now's your last chance to get them in. But if you need some help ahead of the fantasy football playoffs, now is the time to get it. It's time for our favorite segment of the week. It's time for Ask Andy. You've got fantasy questions. He has fantasy answers. Helping you week by week in the leagues you love. It's time for Ask Andy on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, Andy, ready to go, pal? Let's do it, buddy. All right, first one up, full PPR, Gardner Minshew or Aaron Rodgers? You know, I think you're Gardner Minshew. You know what? We have the mystery of what Gardner Minshew could be. We know what Aaron Rodgers is right now, and it's nothing for fantasy it just it just isn't i honestly would go with gardner Minshew. depends on the now let me go into preface by saying this depends how the rest of your fantasy lineup is do you need a bump or can you get by if aaron Rodgers gives you 12 to 13 fantasy points if you can get by with 12 to 13 fantasy points and you think the rest of your roster is good enough play it safe and go with Rodgers. if you need the potential for a bump up more of a boomer bust a little riskier play because you got a tough opponent then you go with gardner Minshew. Uh, I need you to bench one of these players, Andy, in half PPR. Swift, Rashad White, Pacheco, Waddle, Zay Jones, Mike Williams. Go with uh, uh, Rashad White. Half PPR, I need two of these players for a flex spot, Andy. Singletary, Kirk, Terry Williams, Jamal Williams. Or Terry McLaurin, excuse me. Oh. Okay, Terry McLaurin. So you need you need two of those. I need two of those and half PPR. Okay, so we're going with Terry McLaurin. Um, and give give me the list again. Singletary, Kirk, Jamal Williams. Oh boy, I like Kirk, but you know what? Jamal Williams has been. I know he's been a little more disappointing the last uh, last couple weeks, perhaps. But he's been. He's always a big part of the offense. Yeah, against Carolina, I'm going to go Jamal Williams. I, I love the matchup again. Uh, Singletary or Kamara this week? Go with Kamara on the ground. This again brings me back to the weather. That's why you got to pay attention to the weather, folks. They're not going to be throwing that ball a lot at all. The winds are supposed to be gusts up to 50 miles an hour. That's insane. Right off the shores of Lake Erie. You better be running the football. So I see a heavy dose of Kamara and Taysom Hill on, uh, on Saturday in Cleveland. Uh, Andy, I need you to pick three of these half PPR T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper. Uh, okay, so let's get rid of Cooper and Godwin. Cooper and Godwin out, so go with Evans, Chase, and Higgins. That's a good bangle stack if you can get it, by the way. Bangle stack, yeah. They're good, man. Uh, a couple here for you, Andy. Goddard or Njoku? Mm. See, I was going back and forth with, with Njoku. Um, now, perfect weather? Huh. Guy's been phenomenal. Um, now he has, he was limited at practice today with a knee issue. It doesn't look like it'll keep him out, but we have to think of it this way. If there is a bit of an issue with that bad weather, you probably want to fade away. I just don't think there's going to be a lot of passing of the football this week in, in Cleveland, so I would go with Goddard. Komet, Juwan Johnson, or Bellinger? Go with Komet. Little bit of a down week, but he has shown consistent chemistry with uh, with Justin Fields. Andy, I picked up Zach Moss this week. Uh, any chance he's worth a start? Uh, well, Taylor down. No, I I don't like that. I don't like Zach Moss as a fantasy option. I, I don't. Um, he doesn't get like he's got that bowling ball type of 
possibility, like at the, at the goal line, maybe. But then you're you're banking a whole lot on on goal line stuff, right? Um, you have Deion Jackson who's going to be there as well. I would I would go with Deion Jackson of the Colts instead of Zach Moss. He's available in still eighty percent of most fantasy leagues, and he's really cheap in the DraftKings lineup too. Uh, but Deion Jackson is the play that I would go with over Zach Moss and in Indy. Which bear, uh, Bills running back do I start this week, Andy? Singletary or Cook? Yeah, you know what? Singletary's been really good around the uh, the goal line, and he's been, he's been a bit a bit up and down. He's got those goal line carries over the last month. Um, I still think you go with Singletary, although it is a bit of a wash. I would lower your expectations in general uh, overall for both backs. Any chance T.Y. Hilton is of interest when I pick him up? No, no. <laughs> He's a more interest to me than uh, Odell Beckham Jr. would be. But no, T.Y. Hill's a glue factory, baby. Come on. No, oh. it's over. It's over, T.Y. Uh, and he start two of these duds. Zach Moss, Slayton, Allegier, Cook, Hollywood Brown, Akers, or Jeff Wilson Jr. I can repeat those if you need me. Okay, we're going to say no Jeff Wilson Jr. How many do we need? Uh, two. Okay, so no Jeff Wilson Jr. And uh, give me the other ones again. Moss. Slayton, Allegier, Cook, Hollywood Brown, Akers. Boy. I see yeah. why they put Dud in there. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to say Hollywood Brown. Um, even with you get the, uh, the Colt McCoys and Trace McSorley. Oof. Not, not great. But we have to look at the target share. Okay? Targets, opportunity equals success. What I always say, right? Yep. Last three games he's played, eight targets per game. Now, that's only equaled one double-digit fantasy day. But if you're getting eight passes thrown your way, we know his athleticism. You can catch it. You can break one. I like the opportunity more for Marquise Brown over those other options, and we're seeing at least consistent passing numbers going his way. Half PPR, give me three of these four, Andy. Diggs, Metcalf, Pittman, Peoples-Jones. I would cut. Peoples-Jones, again, only because of the weather. Everything being equal, I would not want to touch Pittman with that quarterback situation. But unless something drastically changes for the weather in Cleveland and the the storm passes, keep an eye on it. You know, never know. But the people I know down there are are buckling down. Um, There's just not going to be a lot of passing, or there shouldn't be. And uh, I love Peoples-Jones in normal conditions, but not today. Pacheco or Zeke? Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I've been pleasantly surprised by Pacheco um, overall. I'm, I'm still going to say, yeah, I'm still going to say Zeke. Zeke's getting the numbers. He's still like Zeke's still getting you mid to high teams each week. Go with Zeke. Uh, I like this text. Don't judge me, Rogers or Daniel Jones. Oh my! Hey, you know what? Don't laugh. I, I had a similar situation in a two QB league that I had to to deal with. Um, I'm going to say Daniel Jones, and I'm going to say Daniel Jones. Because there is the possibility still with his leg that he can rattle one off. We're just like Aaron Rodgers. It, it just it just seems like it's done. Like it just seems like it, it's done. Mm. Like look, Daniel Jones, last three weeks, almost eighteen fantasy points, almost twenty fantasy points, and then ten fantasy points. Okay, but Aaron Rodgers is getting you like eleven to twelve all the time. So again, it depends on your type of risk. If you can get by with eleven. To 13 fantasy points, it's Aaron Rodgers. That's what he's going to get you because he's doing nothing else. But Daniel Jones at least gives you that possibility that he's going to pop. 
Andy, is Justin Fields still a must start, even though he's taking on the Bills? Yeah, that's tough. And apparently, too, like any northern you know state team, that weather is supposed to come through Chicago uh, as well. Um, and so I still think you do, even if it's against the Bills in bad weather, because you have the leg option of Justin Fields. So he might not be throwing it a lot, but he can still run it. And that's why I think you go with, uh, with Justin Fields still. I think you can still play him. Uh, PPR, two of these, please, Andy. Uh, Knight, Cordero, Patterson, Swift, and Mostert. Mostert was a bulldog last week. Whew. So we want we want two, right? Two. Yeah, go go Mostert for sure. And give me the other ones. I know there was Knight. Knight, Patterson, Swift. Mm, you know what? Give me Swift. Uh, thoughts on the new Titans tight end that's breaking it out, uh, in, uh, I believe that's a Conquo that we'll be talking about there, Andy. Yeah. Again, with the court, like overall, he intrigues me because tight ends are so hard to come by that, you know, you, you want to give it a look. You look the last three weeks, he's hit double digit in PPR for us each week, 10.8, 18.5 and 10. We can't ignore that. He's mixing a touchdown too. Um, but the yards are 60, 50, you know, ish, not bad. But then we have to look at the situation. If Ryan Tannehill doesn't play, we, I just went over it. Malik Willis is not throwing the ball. So you wipe him right out. Uh, do I, you know, maybe stash him for if, if you need him uh, as an option for your, your finals, perhaps. Dynasty, I like him. Uh, he's still there. He's still going to be in your waiver wire, only 31% rostered. So, I like the player. I don't like the situation. Uh, I like this uh, one. Ingram or Waller, or do I put one of them at flex and drop Cooper due to the weather in Cleveland? Ooh, and drop Cooper. Uh, you know what? I think I might do that. I like that. I like that. Now, try not to, like, as far as drop, like, if this is your semifinals, they, they, the weather could be fine last week. I, don't, I wouldn't say get rid of Amari Cooper. I'm sure there's somebody else on your bench you could drop instead a bench Amari Cooper for this week, but the Waller Engram start and flex. I think in that situation, I would do that. I like that. And uh, last one for you, two of these three quarterbacks, please. Andy Prescott, Burrow or Allen. Two of the three. Yes. <laughs> what league is that? That's it's, amazing. A good, it's a good problem to have. Let me tell you. <laughs> be fine, bud. <laughs> You're going to be just fine. Yeah. No, no Toss problem. a coin. Yeah, there's no problem. Uh, you know what? Bench, uh, bench stack. Bench stack for it. Uh, I don't see you, ha- barring injury, I don't see you having a problem. We know Josh Allen can throw it through any weather, and he can run. Joe Burrow's a stud. Dak's great, too, but Dak gives you probably the uh, lowest ceiling of the bunch. Uh, Andy, you're the best. Thanks for the time, as always, man. Good luck in the fantasy playoffs. Good luck to your Browns this weekend, and uh, have a happy holiday. We'll chat with you in a bit, hey? Absolutely, buddy. Happy holidays to you and all the listeners. Good luck. Take care. Andy McNamara, fantasy football guru, joins us every single Wednesday here on Sportsnet today to get you ready for uh, your fantasy football playoffs and uh, just some general NFL chat with Andy McNamara. If you missed out uh, a chance to have Andy ask your question or answer your question, I should say, you can hit him up on Twitter at AndyMac81. 
Use the hashtag AskAndy, and uh, Andy's nice enough to uh, give you his fantasy football advice uh, on Twitter. If you just happen to miss it, just make sure you use that hashtag AskAndy. That'll wrap things up for us here on Sportsnet today. Thank you to Andy. Thank you to Sandra and Peter Labardius for joining us today. Thank you for listening. Two more shows to go before the holiday break for us here at Sportsnet 960. Uh, Haley Salvi is feeling under the weather today, so no uh, Hockey Central 960 Coming up next, you'll get a, a post-game replay from last night in San Jose ahead of the Hockey PDO cast this afternoon. Pat Steinberg's got Flames Talk at 4. Shout out to my outstanding producers, Cam and Taylor, on this Wednesday afternoon. And uh, thanks to Alex Brody for sticking around and uh, managing to do some work around here. He's one of the few that uh, enjoys being here on a hourly basis. So uh, thanks for listening. Stay warm out there. We'll be back with a Thursday edition of Sportsnet today on a Flames game day tomorrow here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.